Is there a desire in you to not just attend revival, but live in revival? Welcome to the Revival Lifestyle Podcast. I'm your host, Isaiah Saldivar. I've been in revival for the last 10 years, as well as traveling and being a part of many revivals throughout the United States. I'm going to be sharing with you how to live a radical lifestyle of revival on a daily basis. Some of you might ask tonight, Isaiah, are dreams really that important? Like is spiritual warfare at nighttime really that important? And the answer is yes, simply because you spend one third of your life sleeping. Think about this, guys. One third of your entire life is spent sleeping, yet we talk little to nothing in the church about dreams, about night terrors, about attacks at night, about warfare at night, about interpreting dreams, about visions of the night. And the Bible over and over, you'll see God speaking to his people through dreams and visions, yet we don't speak about them. And I really believe, you know, we spent a lot of time training on spiritual warfare in the when you're awake, but I believe that God is giving us download tonight on spiritual warfare even while you're sleeping. I'm going to talk to you about some strategies that the enemy has to rob you and steal your dreams. Demons could actually steal your dreams. The enemy can actually come in and rob you of your dreams. Many of you tonight are here and you say, Isaiah, I don't remember my dreams. I don't know my dreams. And it's possible that the enemy has been stealing from you in the nighttime. This is when the enemy likes to attack most. The war does not stop while we sleep and God does not stop speaking just because you go to bed. Oftentimes, in fact, the only time God can get our attention is at night because many of us are so distracted all day long. We live our lives in this perpetual distraction and God is trying to speak to us and reach us. And oftentimes God can't do it. So God says, I have to reach my people at night. I have to reach my people at midnight. I have to wait until all the distractions are shut down. You close your physical eyes so that God can open up your spiritual eyes. Now, I also believe, I know many people are in the chat right now saying, I have demonic dreams. I'm going to pray at the end. That's why I don't want you to leave to break off demonic attacks at night. Listen, we're talking dream interpretation tonight, but if you've been having sleep paralysis, if you've been having demonic attacks, if the enemy has been coming at you at night, I was just recently talking to somebody where demons are coming and literally doing sexual things to them at night. And I'm telling you, God can break these things in Jesus name. This is not uncommon. I hear this all the time. I get messages almost every day of people saying demons attack me at night. I don't know what to do. And so we're going to look at some of the enemy's strategies at night, and then we're going to break them. And we're also going to talk about practical dream interpretation. I want to talk to you about biblical numbers, biblical colors to try to help you along this journey of how can we interpret what God is saying to us. Many of you are in the chat right now and do me a favor, share the stream. You're saying I dream every single night. And so you need to get this guys. This is very important because we have to understand that God is speaking to us at night. Now, when we talk about dream interpretation, we have to remember the purpose of this is to decode messages that God is giving us. So what we're trying to do is we're trying to unpackage and decode the message that God is giving us. And I'll tell you later on in the video on the live stream of why does God do these things? Why does he hide things from us in mysteries, in parables? Why would he not just tell us plainly in our dream what he wants us to do? And there's actually a reason why God does this, but let me just preface it. Anytime we're talking supernatural, anytime we're talking dreams, anytime we're talking deliverance, and I know we're losing the internet here. Stay with me, guys. Refresh if you need to. We're, we'll get back on. I know we're losing people as the internet goes out, but it's reconnecting, so just stay with it. But oftentimes, when we're talking supernatural, and there's something I want to share with our audience very clearly, oftentimes when we preach a supernatural, we have to be careful that the supernatural and the signs and wonders draw us closer to God. They don't actually draw us away from God. So the point of everything we're teaching tonight, everything we're talking about when it comes 
comes to prophecy, when it comes to casting out demons, when it comes to dream interpretation, it has to draw us closer to God. Jesus has to be, and I can't say this enough, the centerpiece of everything we teach or do. Can somebody type that in the chat? If Jesus is not the centerpiece of what we're teaching, what we're doing, what we're preaching, then we are missing the mark. And I'm not trying to create an army of people that don't know the Bible. I don't want to create an army of people that don't know Jesus. I don't want to create an army of people that are all about spirituality, spiritual warfare, the gifts of the spirit, but not the presence of God and not the person of Jesus. Everything we do when it comes to gifts and deliverance and manifestations and the power of God and living the supernatural life that God has called you to live, these things draw us closer to the power and the presence of God. And this has to be in your mind the most important thing tonight. So everything we talk about, Everything we say, yes, you're going to hear stuff you've never heard. And there's going to be things that you're like, where's that? And what is this? We have to keep Jesus as the centerpiece and Jesus as the focus because the whole reason we're preaching and teaching about dreams and interpretation tonight is because it's possible God is speaking to us and wants to draw us in a closer relationship with Jesus. Remember, the Holy Spirit's job is to glorify Jesus and to bring us into closer relationship with him. So I want to make sure... And I want to be aware of every way that God is speaking to me so that I don't miss what God has to say to me. I want to know what does God want to say to me? And God does not stop speaking. So with, with interpreting our dreams, the spirit of God is the greatest interpreter. So please, please, please don't look to me. Say, Isaiah, oh, you have this great gift on teaching or preaching or dream interpretation. And oftentimes we could get stuck looking to other people for dream interpretation. But I want to tell you this tonight, the Holy Spirit is the ultimate interpreter. The Holy Spirit is. The presence and the power of God is the ultimate interpreter. In fact, in Genesis 40, verse 8, it says, and they replied, we both had dreams last night, but not, no one can tell us what they mean. And then this is what Joseph says, interpreting dreams is God's business go ahead and tell me your dream. So the Bible says that dream interpretation is God's business. So let me just say it this way for all you that think, oh, it's not a big deal. And I'm not really into dreams. And you know, I'll watch another time when you're doing something different. This is the business of God to interpret dreams. And this is when the butler and the baker came to Joseph asking for an interpretation of their dreams. So interpreting dreams, I hope you're writing this down, is God's business. One translation says this, interpretation of dreams belongs to God. And so this does not belong to man. Even the gift of interpreting dreams does not belong to man. This belongs to God. And so our goal is to exalt Jesus. Our goal is to exalt the prince of God. And at the end of the day, to draw close to God in the place of prayer, in the place of worship, in the place of dream interpretation. This is God's anointing and God's gift. And so everything we're telling you and teach tonight, everything is subject to the spirit of God. Many of these things I'm going to talk to you about are not obsolete. They're not 100%. The meanings are ultimately something you need to seek God about. You need to seek God about the interpretation of your dreams. And I hope if we do anything tonight teaching on dream interpretation, it would draw you closer to the presence of God. It would get you in the place of prayer. It would get you to open up your Bible. I'm telling you guys right now, we need some people that are going to open up their Bible and say, wow, I didn't realize that the answer to so many of my prayers, the answer to so many of my questions, the answer to so many of my dreams are actually in God's word. I'm going to give you numbers and colors tonight, and I'm going to give you scriptures for every single one because 
We have to make sure we're looking to God's word to find the interpretations of our dreams and seeking the presence of God. The best person to interpret your dream is not a minister. It's the spirit of almighty God. And so everything I want to talk to you about is you need to seek God. Okay. Every interpretation at the end of the day, we will give you generalizations and rules to go by and formulas and things you can write down, but you need to seek God about this. So when we talk about dreams, the prophetic, the gifts, casting out demons, when we're talking about revival and spiritual awakening, it has to all be about Jesus. It's all about bringing us in a closer relationship with him. Our beliefs have to be centered on God's word and God's truth. And we have to be careful, guys. I'm telling you, listen, I'm, I'm telling you this because a lot of guys that preach on this are not going to tell you this. We have to be careful that we never get led or follow a different spirit. It's possible to start out proper and to start following other spirits or other things. When we get into these teachings of dreams and angels and spiritual warfare, it's easy for people to get off following other spirits, which is why I've talked to you about testing spirits and talked to you about deception. We need to be careful. And the way we're careful is by spending time with God, spending time in his word and knowing what the scripture says. That's how you stay away from following other spirits. Now, Paul talked to the church on this on several occasions and said he was afraid that they would follow a different spirit that rejected Christ. So the Holy Spirit's job is to glorify, exalt and bring glory to Jesus. And the demonic spirit's job is to bring honor, glory and power away from the person of Jesus. So any spirit when it comes to dreams or visions that wants to bring you away from Jesus is a demonic spirit or is the human soul. And so we have to make sure that we're only following the Holy Spirit and we're led by his word and we're led by scripture casting out demons at the end of the day. Listen, I preach more than anybody you know on casting out demons, okay? I did all nine episodes on casting out demons and spiritual warfare. I've done almost 40 hours of teaching on this channel on casting out demons on spiritual warfare. And at the end of the day, it brings glory to Jesus. The Bible says when a demon leaves, the kingdom of God is established. And so everything we do has to bring glory to Jesus. Interpreting dreams at the end of the day, it brings you closer to Jesus. Healing, it brings glory to Jesus. Miracles, they bring glory to Jesus revival people getting saved it brings glory to Jesus all these signs and wonders point to the cross of Christ and the fact that we have eternal life in Christ we have supernatural power in Christ our hope and our trust especially right now can only be put in Christ and there is power in his name there is power in his blood come on who am I preaching to there is power in his death and there is power in his resurrection and we could never get off the message of the cross and the power of of, of Jesus Christ this is the the focal point and the center of what we teach and preach and it's important that we stay focused on it so yes we're going to talk about all these other things but you need to know that in your mind okay this is all about Jesus all about bringing honor and glory to him and all throughout the bible you're going to see God speaking in dreams and visions some dreams are literal where you don't need any interpretation where God will just speak to you and make the dream clear now we don't have to go into detail on those because those dreams are clear God will literally come in a dream like he did three times to Joseph and the angel of the Lord, the spirit of God will come to you in a dream and will tell you to do something that does not need to be interpreted. That's a literal dream, a prophetic dream where God speaks to you. Now there's other dreams according to God's word where there has to be an interpretation because the meaning is not what it seems. So these are, these could be dreams like falling through the air. These could be dreams like seeing certain things, images, colors, objects, numbers. You know, these are all different ways that God can speak in dreams and these 
these would be considered mysteries and God by his spirit the Bible says is able to search out the deep things of God even the mysteries of God so your Holy Ghost that's inside of you is able to search out no one knows the mind of God the Bible says but the Spirit of God and so we use the Holy Spirit as our access point to decipher and to interpret dreams okay so there's no point in going over a lot of these things without the Holy Spirit there's no point in going to someone asking for an interpretation without the Holy Spirit there's no point in buying a book and getting an interpretation without the Holy Spirit we need the Holy Spirit to make these things clear to us and this is one thing I'm, I'm asking God to do tonight is that he would touch you with his power and his anointing so that you'd you'd be easier for you to be able to interpret your own dreams by the power of the Holy Spirit now I do believe some people have a special gift to interpret dreams and I also believe that anyone has the ability write this down through the power of the Holy Spirit to interpret their own dreams. So do I believe in the interpretation gift where other people have a special gift to interpret dreams? Yes, I believe that. I've seen, I see that in the scripture. I see that with Joseph. I see that with Daniel. And I see that with many others. But I also believe that right now there's almost 1,900 of you watching. Every single one of you have the ability and have the power to interpret your own dreams. That you don't have to rely on somebody. And I know ministers hate this because ministers want you to rely on them and God wants you to rely on the Holy Spirit and so I don't want you to rely on me to come and interpret your dreams and to come and do this and to come and do that I want the Holy Spirit's power and the Holy Spirit's anointing to be the one that you rely on so if you're going to lean on anybody thank you yeah share the stream if you're going to lean on anybody lean on the power of the Holy Spirit now some of you might say Isaiah and I want to talk about this because very few people I've heard talk about this I don't remember my dreams or I don't have dreams okay everyone dreams and I believe God wants to speak through everyone in their dreams okay so this is not just some special people that get dreams I believe dreams are a way that God speaks because the Bible says it and I believe every single one of you watching and so you might say well why am I not getting dreams and I'm going to talk to you about that but you have to understand that the devil is fighting to shut your eyes and shut your ears he is fighting to steal the revelation in anything that God would speak to you the devil wants to take he does not want you to have dreams he does not want you to hear from God he does not want you to be focused on what God is doing and to pray and to seek him he wants you constantly distracted that's why the enemy spends so much energy think about how much energy the enemy spends on distracting you think about it right now how hard it is for you to pray for 20 minutes think about how hard it is for you to read your Bible for an hour think about the struggle that you go through to try to do these things because the devil knows that there is a battle going on right now and he doesn't want you to do it he knows that he could distract you he could stop you from becoming who God's called you to be and if you don't seek God if you don't pray if you don't read if you don't fast if you don't lean into the Lord then he could stop you and so he's constantly hurling and throwing distractions at us that's why it's so easy for you to spend hours and hours on social media and on our phones and yet we struggle to read and pray this is the enemy's plan to distract us from hearing to hearing from God and this is no different than in the dream realm okay in the dream realm the realm of dreams God longs to speak to his people and yet the enemy is working overtime to try to shut your dreams down the enemy is a dream thief I hope you're taking notes part of the reason why many people will have a powerful dream they will wake up and go back to sleep and then they 
say, I can't remember. Have you guys had that happen? Type one, if you've had a dream, you wake up, it was so powerful. You know it was from God. You felt the presence of God. You knew God had a message for you. You went back to sleep. And then later on when you woke up, you could not remember the dream. Type one, if that's happened to you, that's because the enemy came in while you were sleeping and stole the dream from you. He's always waiting to steal the revelation the Holy Spirit brings through dreams. Now, this is no different. He wants to steal revelation through prayer. That's why he distracts you from praying. That's why when the disciples went to prayer, the enemy brought distractions. He wants to distract you from fasting. That's why he gets us addicted to food and he gets us addicted to things that satisfy our flesh. He wants you to be distracted from reading your Bible. That's why every time you try to read the Bible, all you can think about is what you have to get done and stress about your job and stress about work. And then somebody texts you all of a sudden because the devil is a master at distracting us and he wants to also distract us in our dreams. The Bible makes it clear that he's a thief and he comes to steal, kill, and destroy. He's always trying to say things like this. If you've heard this, these are from the devil, not from God. He says things like your dreams are are meaningless. God does not speak in dreams. Or how about this one? Have you ever heard the devil say this? You just don't have dreams. You're just not one of those people that dreams. I've had the devil tell me that. And it's a lie from the enemy. If the Bible says God speaks in dreams, then guess what, friend? I want it. I want to have dreams. I want to hear from God because I want all that God has for me. I don't just want God to speak to me through the whisper, through the daytime, through situations, through other people, always God speaks. And I'll do an entire stream on the ways God speaks because I think it's important to know how to hear God. But I'm telling you guys, the enemy wants to shut us down and to rob us of the dreams that God is giving us. John 10, 10, Jesus said, the thief comes only to steal, kill, and destroy. And I came that they may have life and life more abundantly. This is the devil's only goal is to steal and destroy the works of God in your life. He wants to rob you of every revelation that God is trying to speak to you. He wants to stop you right now from hearing this message, okay? That's why my internet starts freaking out right when I go live is because he doesn't want you to hear this. He's going to distract you right now to get you off the phone. I'm telling you, the next uh, 45 minutes as I'm preaching... The devil's going to do everything he can to distract you. That's why all day long your kids are fine. Come on, is anyone in the chat going to help me tonight? And then the moment we get on here live and I start preaching, your kids start going crazy, throwing stuff off the counter, running around screaming, doing this, doing that, fighting. And you're like, all day long, you guys have been angels. And then the moment I get on the live stream, you guys start going crazy. It's because the devil does not want you to hear what God has to say. He wants to steal the word. The Bible makes it clear that the bird comes and steals the word. The devil is a thief and a liar and I rebuke him tonight in Jesus name he's trying to take your word from you I rebuke him in Jesus name now Jesus says this is what the thief does on the other hand I've come to give you life and life more abundantly so he doesn't just want you to barely get by or survive he has an incredible life for you listen somebody needs to hear this tonight God does not want you to survive in 2021. He wants you to thrive. I made a choice that in 2020, I was going to rise above the opposition. God said, you can either complain in 2020 or you can rise above the opposition or you can thrive. And I'm not trying to live my life complaining about everything. I want everything that God has. You have to make a decision right now. What day is it today? I don't even know my days because today's been this week's been so busy. January 15th. 2021. I will rise above this year. I will have the greatest year of my life. I refuse to let the enemy come and try to steal from me the peace, the joy, the breakthrough, the delivering power of God and rob me of my dreams. Now, listen, I'm not just preaching. Let me just preach prophetically here. I'm not just preaching about dreams at night. I'm preaching about dreams that God has given you to do certain things, to build a business, to prosper in ministry, to grow your church, to run a network, to pray for the sick, to feed the homeless, whatever God has called you to do and the dreams that God has given you, stop letting the devil who is 
is a dream catcher, a dream snatcher, a dream drainer, a dream thief, try to come in and rob you. I rebuke you, Satan, from trying to rob God's people of their dreams. I refuse to survive. I refuse to be a grasshopper. I refuse to complain. I refuse to sit back. Oh, the government, the government. Listen, we're going to grow, y'all. We're going to strive. We're going to preach. And there's no devil in hell that can stop God from what he's doing. Now, it's possible demons are able to steal dreams, to make you forget dreams, to lie about your dreams, and to hinder you in hearing from God in your dreams. So understand, as we're talking about dreams, that there is an opposing war, an opposing kingdom, an opposing uh, enemy that's trying to shut down your dreams. So don't listen into the lie that I'm just not a dreamer. I speak over you that you will dream in Jesus' name. You will prosper in Jesus' name, and you'll stop forgetting your dreams. Now, one th- a couple things, let me give you advice. Before you go to bed, you need to put the armor of God on. And I pray every night for the armor of God. And I pray that the Lord would protect me because I understand. I hope this is blessing y'all because I'm blessing myself. If not, I understand that just because I'm closing my eyes, it doesn't mean the battle is over. Friend, the war never stops. And the enemy is looking for a way to get in. In Matthew 24, 43, Jesus said this, but be sure this, that if the head of the house had known at the time that the uh, that that knew the time of the night that the thief was coming he would have been alert and would not have allowed the thief to break into his home so jesus says listen if you knew the time the enemy came you wouldn't allow him to break in and so now if you know when is the enemy coming and for a lot of you you're too strong for the devil to attack in the day, okay? The devil's not going to mess with you because he knows he has no chance. So he tries to come at night. Some of the strongest spiritually strong people, they get attacked at night because the devil knows that's when you're weak. So the key is being alert, the Bible says, because the Bible says if he would have known, he would have been alert. So we need to be alert and be aware of the enemy's primary time of attack. Write this down. The enemy's primary time of attack is at night. We are vulnerable. This is why we need to have our spirit strong so that when we're sleeping, we can fight back so that our spirits can fight back against the enemy while we're sleeping. So you can't be weak in the spirit in these times, okay? We're not living in a time, and I have a lot to preach about in the coming weeks about the Antichrist, about the last days, and I want to make a bunch of things clear for some of you guys that don't know about the Antichrist and the coming and the end of the world, but I want to make something very, very clear to you. There is a war going on, and you can't be weak spiritually right now for the war that we are living in. This is not the time to be anemic. This is not the time to be weak. This is the time where we need to be strong in God's word, strong in God's presence, and need to understand the difference between light and dark. God wants us to be able able to discern what's not of him and what is of him because there is a war going on and the enemy comes at night so that we must be alert at night. John 10 1 says, truly, truly, I say to you, he who does not enter by the door into the fold of the sheep, but climbs in another way is a thief and a robber. So here we have the Bible saying that the enemy oftentimes does not come in the common way, okay? He doesn't come in the average way. So let me give you an example. We might think that the enemy is gonna come in through this or through a relationship or through drugs or through drinking or through our television or through our music or through our movies, but the Bible makes it very, very clear in John 10, 1, that the thief doesn't come through the main gate, but the thief tries to find another way. So the thief and the robber finds another way to infiltrate. If he can't get in the day, he'll try to infiltrate during the night. 
If you can't get in through a website, he'll try to come through a text message. If you can't attack you directly, he'll use friends and family. The thief is always looking for ways to get in. He's always looking for new ways to enter our lives. And this never stops, okay? You're never like exempt and free. The devil's not going to attack you. He's always strategizing and looking ways to get in our life. And so the Bible says we need to be sober. We need to be alert and we need to be ready to overcome and resist the attacks of the enemy. So don't write things off saying it's no big deal or this is innocent or it's not a big deal if I do this, but ask yourself when you're doing things, could this be another way the enemy is getting in and stealing from me at night? Maybe it's something you're watching. Now, these are, I'm going to give you some reasons why and things that are blocking your dreams, things you're watching, things you're listening to, things you've been talking about, things you've been spending time on before bed. Be very careful on what you do before bed because this could also affect the devil having the power to come and steal your dreams. Ask yourself, is the enemy finding another way to get in in my life? And if he can go through that door, maybe he can't go through that door, but maybe he can go through this door. I'm always doing this, guys. I live my life saying, Lord, I want to make sure that the enemy doesn't find a door. And so I have to be intentional, humbling myself. Even if I don't feel pride at all, I say, I don't feel like I have pride at all. I need to still humble myself because I know the enemy's looking for a way in my life. And so I'm not going on Instagram brow, uh, browsing the popular or the explore page. I'm not going on Facebook, scrolling through people's uh, posts I don't know about. I'm being very careful because I know the enemy is looking for another way to get in if he can't get in through the main door. So for many of you, you're too strong. The devil's not going to get in through the main door. So he's looking for a side door. He's looking to climb in through a back window. And it's essential. If we're going to talk dream interpretation or dreams, this, you can't have dream interpretation if you don't dream. Okay. And so maybe the enemy's stealing your dream. So we need to talk about that. Now, some of you say, well, the devil wouldn't do that, but is this not what he did in Genesis? He lied about what God said to rob them of the blessing of being obedient to God. So of course the devil's going to try to come and steal our dreams. If God is speaking in our dreams and the devil wants us to question and violate God's word, the devil's going to try to come in so that we don't hear God's word. We don't obey God's word because remember the blessed life is a result of obeying God. And if you don't know what God is saying to you, you're going to have a hard time obeying him. And it's hard to know what God is saying. If the devil's coming in, come on, is this good type one to rob you of your dreams? Now, robbers, always come at night to break in and steal. 90 plus percent of robberies or home break-ins happen at nighttime. Most robbers are not going to come in during the day because they'll be detected. So they use the cover of darkness to attack. The devil also uses the cover of darkness. And so we need to be ready we need to be able to overcome the enemy and we need to break this today. I come against right now in Jesus name, every demon that has tried to steal your dreams right now. I come against every power of darkness that has tried to get you to forget your dreams. I rebuke every satanic power that is trying to block you from hearing what the spirit has to say to you at night and Satan, we put you on notice tonight. We say that you are defeated that you have no place in our bed, you have no place in our home, and we rebuke you. Come on, let him know right now. You don't need to wait to the end. Let him know to leave in Jesus' name. He has no power. He has no authority. No longer will he rob you of your dreams. No longer will he steal God's word from you. No longer will he take from you, but God is going to speak to you at night in Jesus' name. The devil is a liar, and we rebuke him right now. So I speak over you by the power of Almighty God. You will remember your dreams. You will hear from God at night. And I'm praying this for my own life. God, I want to hear you and experience you at night. I want to dream. I want to know what you're saying to me in my dreams. I want to have the power and the authority and the gift to interpret it. And I need your Holy Spirit to lead me into dream interpretation.
Now, there's other things that block dreams, not just the devil. So to receive dreams, first of all, to even receive the dream, we need to have a pure heart and a pure mind. Ephesians 4.21 says, since you've heard about Jesus and you've learned the truth that comes from him, throw off your old sinful nature and your former way of life, which is corrupted by lust and deception. And this is what it says, but instead let the spirit of God renew your mind and your attitudes, put on your new nature created to be like God, truly righteous and holy. So guys, it's time that we get rid of our old sin nature. The way you used to talk, the way you used to act, the way you used to think, that's not you anymore. God wants to break it in Jesus name. And it's time Ephesians 4:21 to take it off and say, Lord, let your spirit renew my mind. Come on, I'm pre- preaching strong tonight. Lord, I have to put on. Now the Bible doesn't say you automatically get new nature when you get saved but Paul says to Ephesus put on your new nature okay you were created to be like God and the Bible says that's truly righteous and holy so you were not created to live this former way of life this sinful nature but you were created to put on the mind of Christ, to clothe yourself in the power of God and to live a new life and to let those old things get behind you because if we don't have pure mind and pure hearts, the spirit of God is not gonna speak to us or we're, I'm say, let me say it this way, we're gonna have a hard time hearing what the spirit of God is saying because remember, sin grieves the Holy Spirit, okay? So we need to make sure that we're not grieving him so that he will speak to us. We need to let the spirit of God renew our mind constantly so that our mind is open to what he's speaking because there are things blocking us from hearing God and things blocking us from dreaming. Let me go, let me give you a couple things that block us from dreaming. So yes, demons can block dreams. Demons can snatch dreams. Demons can take dreams. Demons could come in and rob you and make you forget dreams and make you think you don't dream. But there's also things in our life that I'm telling you rob us from our dreams. And the first thing, number one is worry, stress, and anxiety. I'm telling you guys, worry, stress, and anxiety are major dream blockers dream robbers they make you forget your dreams in fact in Philippians 4 6 it says do not be anxious about anything but in everything by prayer and petition with thanksgiving present your request to God and the peace of God I speak this over you which transcends all understanding will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. So what is our protection and our shield, especially at nighttime against the powers of the enemy? It's God's presence and power guarding us with his peace by giving thanksgiving, by prayer. These things guard us. The peace of God is what guards our mind, guards our heart. Now, if we don't have the peace of God, clearly Philippians 4, 6, we're not gonna be guarded. And so we need to make sure that we're breaking out of stress, worry, and anxiety. If you live an incredibly stressful life, life, it's likely that you're not gonna remember your dreams. If you're always anxious before bed, it's likely you're not gonna remember your dreams. Oftentimes, worry, anxiety, stress could also be a um, a catalyst for nightmares. So if you're stressed all the time, you might have nightmares, tossing, turning, waking up and soaking wet, night terrors. A lot of those are symptoms of stress and anxiety. These are major hindrances to hearing from God in your sleep. In fact, I found in my own life, the times I go to bed stressed or anxious, I usually end up having nightmares. I usually end up having a terrible time sleeping or I just can't remember my dreams. Some of my most powerful dreams came when I wasn't stressed or anxious because these things um, remove and block out the voice of God in our life and they're major hindrances to God speaking to us at night. So ask the Lord to break worry off you. Ask the Lord to break stress off you. Start quoting the book of Isaiah. He gives perfect peace whom mind is set on him and go do battle against the spirit of anxiety. Go to battle against the spirit of worry, the spirit of depression so that you can clearly hear God in your dreams because worry, stress, and anxiety 
is a major dream blocker. Number two, another thing that blocks our dreams is anger, okay? And some of you are going to start manifesting here, but Ephesians 4.26 says, be angry and do not sin. Do not let the sun go down on your anger and do not give place for the devil. So it says that, look, if you go to bed angry, you're giving an opportunity for the devil to come in your bed. Make sure you're not going to bed angry. I always say this, if you go to bed angry with your wife or husband, you might wake up with a third person in your bed named Satan. You have to understand that anger gives room for the enemy. And if we give the enemy an inch, he'll take a mile. If you're married, you should know what it's like to be up till two o'clock in the morning going back and forth because you have odd against your spouse and you need to take care of it before bed. And if you've never had a two am let's hash this out and deal with this because i don't want to go to bed angry you need to do that because going to bed angry can stop your dreams and can stop your visions anger gives room for the enemy okay when you're angry you're literally putting a third spot in your marriage bed and saying okay devil here's a spot for you go ahead and sleep with us in our bed because anger gives place for the enemy and the bible says do not give place for the enemy with your anger now it's interesting when it talks about anger it refers to going to sleep it says don't let the sun go down which is referencing going to sleep on your anger because you'll give the devil an opportunity. So anger is another major reason people miss out on dreams. Deal with your anger. Ask the Lord to help you in your anger. Maybe you're one of those. You go to bed angry. You go to bed bitter. Stop doing that if you want to dream. Now, if you're okay with not dreaming and never hearing from God at night, that's fine. But I don't want to go to bed angry because it affects me and it gives room for the enemy. And going to bed angry is an open door for the enemy. Number three, main blocker of dreams is lust. Romans 13, 13 says, let us behave decently as in the daytime. So here you go again, night, daytime, not carousing in drunkenness, sexual immorality. Come on, where are you guys at? You guys are getting quiet tonight. Debauchery dissension and jealousy rather clothe yourselves with the lord jesus christ and do not think about how to gratify the lust of the flesh so don't be sitting around lusting don't be sitting around watching pornography and then saying why is god not speaking to my dreams because these things are going to rob you of your dreams we cannot walk in sexual immorality because living in the day those are things that children of the light don't do Children of darkness get involved in debauchery, get involved in sexual immorality, get involved in jealousy, dissension, drunkenness, but children of the day don't get involved. And we're not called to be children of the night. We're called to be children of the day, children of the light. We are walking with the light of Christ. And so we can't live our lives in darkness. Lust is a major one. I believe this, nothing will block your God dreams more than lust and sexual sin. In fact, 1 Corinthians 6, 18 says, flee from sexual immorality because every other sin a person commits is outside the body, but sexual immorality is sin against the, your own body. And so we have to treat this so serious. This is not some small issue. This is a major deal. If you're involved in pornography and lust and sexual sin, run from it. Run as fast as you can. Run like a tiger is chasing you. Don't walk away from sexual sin. Don't be casual about sexual sin. I want you to run as fast as you can because lust, write this down, wants to destroy everything. Lust wants to destroy your mind mind 
It wants to destroy your marriage. It wants to break trust in your marriage. It wants to ruin you mentally. It wants to pollute you. It wants to shut your spiritual ears. Lust shuts spiritual eyes. Lust makes the prophets hide. And so we have to make sure we're breaking lust. And I say over you tonight, lust be broken in Jesus' name. We cannot be casual. 1 Thessalonians 4.3 says, For this is the will of God, your sanctification, that you would abstain from sexual immorality, that each one of you know how to control his body in holiness and in honor, not in the passions of lust like the Gentiles who don't know God. And so what do we see here in 1 Thessalonians 4.3? The passion, the world is controlled by lustful passions. People that don't know God are controlled by lust. But he says, you need to learn how to control your body in holiness and honor and to abstain from sexual immorality. And so there is power for God to break tonight all sexual immorality, everything the enemies try to do to block you in the realm of dreams and to stop you from receiving. Okay, number four, write this down, is addictions and obsessions. Okay, you're not going to hear this on anyone else's stream. Addictions and obsessions stop us from actually remembering or receiving our dreams. It's a big dream blocker because it's hard to hear from God when you're not ever thinking about him. Write that down, somebody. One of the main dangers of addictions and obsessions is they take up your mind so you don't think about the things of God. The enemy is fighting for the real estate of your mind. He wants to shut down your mind and be dis- make you be distracted. That's why Colossians 3.1 says, since you've been raised to life with Christ, set your sights or your mind on the realities of heaven where Christ sits in the place of honor at God's right hand. Think about the things of heaven, not the things of earth, for you died to this life and your real life is hidden in Christ. So guys, we have to stop thinking all day long about what our worldly friends are doing, about where we want to go and how we want to be promoted and the type of money we're going to make and what we're going to buy and what we're going to do and all of our dreams and aspirations. They go, no, no, no. You need to set your mind on the realities of heaven because you're not from this earth. Your life is hidden in Christ. And I love this because it says you've died to this life. You're no longer alive to this life. You are dead. And so who cares, guys? The world has nothing to offer you. I honestly don't care about anything this world has to offer. It's all going to burn. And I'm not against having a nice house and a nice car. Just don't let that nice house and nice car have you. Make sure you know that God is the center of my life. And I'm not going to be distracted by what the enemy is trying to do by my obsessions, by my addictions. These might not even be bad things. But here comes the problem. When we think more about things of earth than we think about things of heaven. When we open ourselves up to the things of this world and shut ourselves down from the things of God, the Bible says to think on things that are good and things that are pure. So don't let any addiction or any obsession become more valuable or important to you than God. One of the dangers of being obsessed with something is it becomes an idol and it gets more time and attention than God gets. Guys, listen. I am very careful with any hobbies that I get into because I already know Isaiah Saldivar. I already know my personality. My personality is whatever I get into, I get fully obsessed with. I don't know how to do something halfway, okay? As you can tell, I'm posting every single day on YouTube and preaching the gospel every single day. I don't even know what it means to be halfway. If I get into golf, if I get into tennis or softball or fishing or biking or anything, my personality is... I got to go get the best stuff. I got to spend all my time practicing and I have to get good. And so that's why I don't get into things and I have very, very little hobbies because I already know me and I know that if I get into a hobby, it's going to become an addiction, an obsession, and it's going to draw me away from God. So if you're like me and you have that personality, you need to be careful because 
These things will cause you to always think about that, right? You get into a sport, it's all you can think about. You get into a hobby, it's all you can think about. You get into a business, it's all you can think about. And so you need to be careful because that thought real estate will take you away from getting dreams, from hearing from God, and from getting revelation. This is a good preaching, y'all. Somebody help me. Number five, the thing that blocks your dream is bitterness, okay? Hebrews 12, 15 says, see that no one falls short of the grace of God and that no bitter root grows up to cause trouble and defile many. Bitterness causes trouble and defilement in our minds, in our marriages, in our bodies. Bitterness is major. You cannot be bitter and expect God to speak to you in dreams. If you're a bitter person, if you're always angry about everything, if you're always in a bad mood, if you're always on, everyone's on edge around you, okay? And you're just angry about everything and you have anger and bitterness and resentment, you know, God's not going to come to you in dreams. Those are, those things are going to block you from receiving dreams because the Bible makes it clear that these things are defiling you and these bitter roots are going to grow up and cause trouble for you. So you might say, it's not a big deal. I'm just a bitter person. It is because bitterness is a result of unforgiveness. And if you can't forgive them, the Bible says that God won't forgive you. And so guys, let's break out of this bitterness so we can dream. Okay, number six, very, very, very important. Okay, you're not gonna hear this anywhere else is number six, blocking is accursed items. These things can block your dreams. Things in your home that are satanic, that are occult-like, that are tied to magic or witchcraft. There's many other things, but specifically things that are attached to witchcraft and magic. Now, we re recently went on vacation uh, about two months ago. You guys remember this? We went to the snow with my family, and we ended up getting a cabin. And I'm, I'm not lying to you. There was dream catchers everywhere, okay? In our room... In my mine and my wife's room, there was a dream catcher way high up, like where I couldn't reach it, on this little nail that I couldn't I couldn't get it down. And so I thought, you know what? I'll just leave it up there. It's this little tiny dream catcher. It's no big deal, okay? I don't want to be all weird and go and you know, I'm just gonna leave it up there, knowing knowing it's demonic, okay? Knowing that the dream catchers are not of God. I said, let me just leave it there. I am not lying to you guys. Ask my wife. We had the worst night of sleep I've honestly ever had in my life. I was tossing and turning all night. I was having nightmares all night. I was sweating all night. My heart was racing. I, I couldn't sleep. And I was like, this dream catcher, okay, I'm getting this thing down. I don't care if I have to go outside, make a thing of sticks and go get a thing and bring it down because we had no ladder or anything to get it down. I said, I'm getting this thing down. It was a rented house. It wasn't our house and we can't start moving stuff around. I said, I'm getting that thing down because that thing has been attacking me all night long. It was an open door. My wife said I had a horrible sleep too. So I took the dream catcher down. We stayed there for, I think, three more days. The best sleep of my life. Okay, the next night I slept like a baby. i telling you, best sleep I've ever had in my life because the dream catcher was the thing blocking my dreams, causing nightmares, and, and causing demons to be able to attack me. And you might say, oh, that's you, brothers. I'm telling y'all. Listen, I've traveled for 10 years. I've been in almost, I've been in over 30 states. I've been to certain hotels where in the hotel, I know something's in that room. Something has happened. There's an item there. I don't know, but I'll go to some hotels, have nightmares every night, some places sleep like a baby. So understand, don't think these are coincidences. Accursed items can stop you from dreaming. You need to remove the accursed items. They could be um, affecting your sleep. So get rid of any dream catchers. Get rid of any demonic nightmares or anything that's demonic that's blocking your dreams and that's stopping you from hearing God. If you have movies, listen, Harry Potter movies or this movie or these you know demonic movies with magic, witchcraft, and sorcery, even if they're kids' movies, 
and get rid of them because that could be legal access for the enemy to come and stop you from your dreams. Okay, what I want to do, guys, is I want to go over a simple process of interpreting dreams. And then after that, I want to go over colors and numbers, and then we're going to pray. Okay, so I want to give you the simple process. Now that we know how to receive dreams, now we know that the devil blocks dreams. Now we know the things that are hindering us. And you can now look and say, oh, maybe this is why I haven't had dreams. Maybe why I've gotten attacked, or maybe I haven't had it. I want to go through a simple process. I want you guys to write these down because here's the thing, guys, and here's what I take pride in on our ministry is we have to be practical. And I talked about this in the e-course we just did. I said, guys, I don't want to just talk about casting out demons. I want to teach you step-by-step step how to cast out a demon. I think a lot of guys teach on prophecy and teach on word of knowledge, but they don't actually explain how to give a prophetic word. And in the days to come, I want to do that. The exact steps of what goes on in my mind when I'm giving a prophetic word. What is going on in my mind when I'm giving a word of knowledge? And so we have to be practical so that we can actually do this. There's no point in me coming up here preaching you guys, telling you how awesome I am, how much you know dreams I have and how God's using me. And then you guys never knowing how you can actually interpret your own dreams and walk in the supernatural power that God has for your life. So let me give you a couple basic ways. Get your notepad out. This is not going to be long. I'm going to keep these very simple for the sake of you all being able to do it. But let me give you steps and I'll go ahead and I'll, I'll put these down in the description on YouTube right when we're done. So if you don't get these numbers, don't stress out. I'll make sure that I write them in the description. So number one, this is very important, guys, is writing down your dreams. I can't stress this enough. Write down your dreams. Sometimes you might not even think it's significant, but after writing it down, you realize it is. it is. Is, and this is going to help you to remember, help you to reflect. And ultimately, if God is speaking to you, you want to make sure that you're saving it so you can remember it. Don't sit there and say, I'm going to remember it. I'll put it down in the morning. No, here's what often happens. God will speak to you. You'll dream at three in the morning, four in the morning, five in the morning. You'll wake up with a dream. You know God is speaking. You're having that reoccurring dream. God is warning you. God is giving symbolism. God is speaking to you in the night. What happens? You wake up, you go back to bed, and you forget the dream. So you need to have a dream journal, a dream notepad. If your phone has notes on it, great. Get your phone notes out and write dream journal up on there. And then listen, you might, now here's the thing. You might have dreams from your human soul, which is scriptural. But I just want you to write down all your dreams, okay? Even if you don't feel like they're necessarily from God, just write them down and see what God would have to say. Because what you're going to find is some dreams that you didn't realize were actually God speaking. God was actually speaking. And when you write those things down, you'll be able to go back over them and see what God was saying. So number one is write them down. Number two is after you write the dream down, you need to test the dream, okay? That's how you interpret it. You need to test the dream. So you need to see is the dream from the Holy Spirit, the human soul, or a demonic spirit. Those are the three sources of dreams. And I've already went over this in last week's video. So go back to last week. I made even 10 minute clips so you can just get the clip on YouTube and find out how to see the source of your dream. I give it very basic, very easy. So go watch those other videos. I won't rehash this tonight for the sake of time, but understand there's three sources of dreams. And the only source that's fully trusted is the Holy Spirit. You cannot trust your human soul. You can obviously not trust the demonic spirit. You can only trust a the Holy Spirit when he speaks in dreams. And so you need to understand that's the only source of information that is good. So basically, you need to see what's the origin. Where did it come from? You check the content of the dream. You check the fruit of the dream. And then you discern where did this dream? Was this dream God? Was God speaking to me? Or was it just a human soul dream? Because I you know took medication or had pizza before bed, which is possible to do those things and dream from the soul. So make sure you find out where the dreams come from. This is important because you don't want to receive a dream, write this down from a demon and do what the demon told you to do and not realize that you're following the enemy's plans. Can a demon come and give you a dream and speak to you in a dream? Yes. And you need to be careful that you're not writing down the demon's dream and then following it. Okay. Because many times God's going to give you dreams for 
direction for warning for revelation for new ministries for new endeavor endeavors for relationship advice god might give you a dream and say stay out of this relationship okay so god can speak in so many types of ways in dreams so you need to make sure it's not the devil do not listen to demons in dreams if a demon comes to you in your dream don't even waste your time writing it down when you wake up rebuke it in jesus name and go forth okay if it tries to tell you do something just rebuke it okay number three after you write it down after you test it is you need to pray about the dream if you feel this is a dream from god so now we've written down our dream we've tested our dream and we know that this dream came from god and so now we need to see is this a dream of warning is this a dream of direction is this a dream or a message from god and what we'll do is we'll take our notepad or what we wrote down and we're going to pray through the dream and this is simply going through what you wrote down and praying over it to see if the lord would give you the interpretation or would speak to you through the dream now you might say obvious isaiah but many of us have never ever done this okay we've never written down a dream and then prayed over it and god will speak as you pray if you pray in the spirit pray in the spirit if you pray in english pray in english and let the lord speak to you as you pray over the dream you might be praying through it and as you're praying through it you get the entire interpretation and the whole meaning and you don't even need anything else you just got it right there you don't need to ask anybody you don't need to go anywhere you got it right there okay so remember god hides stuff on purpose so that we seek him for revelation now isaiah why would god hide things in dreams okay why is god giving us dreams of symbolism why is god giving us numbers and colors why can't god just say don't be with this person or don't do this why did he have to give it to me and symbolizations and all these different mysteries and riddles and all this stuff the same reason why, and I'm going to give you this for free nugget here tonight. The same reason why you wrap the presents for your kids. Why do you wrap presents for your kids on their birthday or on Christmas? And the pure reason is to experience the joy on their face when they unwrap it and they are surprised by what is in the box. There's a mystery and there is an excitement. This is why God hides things in riddles, mysteries, parables, so that those that don't seek him don't receive. Jesus said, I speak in parables so that those that have ears could actually hear. So those that actually seek would know so that the religious people wouldn't understand me. So God wraps these things up like a parent wraps up a gift and so that you would have joy in receiving the revelation. How many know what it's like when you receive a word from God and there's so much joy and excitement? You go, the God of the universe spoke to me and you're passionate and you're excited God enjoys seeing you excited so he hides his mysteries so that you'll seek him okay only write this down only seekers receive God's revelation lazy people won't people that aren't willing to pray aren't willing to write it down aren't willing to get in these training videos they're not going to receive they're just going to sit on church on Sunday morning and die on a pew and never advance into the deep things of God and Paul says we got to go deeper in the things of God and so some of you have probably had hundreds of messages from God in dreams, but didn't take the time to unwrap them. So you have a closet full of gifts that are wrapped and you've never opened them up. And here's what you're saying. God, 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 give me more, more, more. And God says, you have a closet full of gifts that you haven't unwrapped and you're asking me for more gifts. And so by these training and teachings and prayer and the word and preaching we're learning to unlock revelation. So if you don't unwrap them, you'll miss out on the content content of what's in the revelation and one revelation could change your entire life let me say that again for all you sitting in the back and you snuck in and you're going to leave here in five minutes 
One revelation could change everything. Guys, my life has changed dramatically because one revelation, one revelation that God loves you, one revelation that God can use you, one revelation that you can pray in the spirit, one revelation that you know you can lay hands on the sick and they will recover. When you get the revelation that you have the power over demons, the power to heal the sick, the power to preach the gospel, when you get the revelation that you can baptize people in your bathtub, come on somebody, this will change your life. Many people wait their entire life for their pastor to do it. Get the revelation that God wants to speak to you. Does pastor God speak through your pastor? Yes, but God is longing to speak to you through dreams and visions. And it's the joy that God gets when you unwrap the revelation, but only seekers can unlock and unwrap revelation. So we need to be serious about the things of God. Okay. So number three is you need to pray about the dream. Number four. And remember, I'll write these in the description right when the video is over. You need to look for main themes and important details. Okay. Write that down. Main themes and important details. In other words, was there a common theme in the dream? Was there a portion of the dream that kept showing up reoccurring? If you're having reoccurring dreams or something's reoccurring in your dream, like you keep dreaming of falling or your teeth falling out or dreaming of spiders or alligators or snakes. And one of these days, I'm going to do a bunch of common dreams. I don't have time to do it tonight, but I'm going to go through a lot of these dreams and what they mean. But I want to tell you guys this, those things, those themes could be the basis of the message. Maybe you're seeing the same color. Have you guys ever had a dream where you're getting the color blue over and over and over, which in a couple minutes, I'm going to go through colors and numbers, or you're seeing the number five over and over and over. So you need to realize that reoccurring themes, reoccurring content is oftentimes important and distinguishing. So step number four, what is a theme? What are the reoccurring and what stood out to me? Okay. In a dream, oftentimes there will be something that stands out to you and it's not by chance. So you need to look into the small details and there's a reason why they stood out to you. So if you see a little detail, you know, something folded, something happens in the dream and you just, you see, you remember that detail and you, in your mind, you go, why would I remember this detail? It made no sense to me. I had this miraculous, crazy dream, but all I could remember is the detail. The, the power is in the details. The revelation is in the details. So you need to look at the main theme, find important details. Okay. And write those down numbers right now. Okay. This is important in the dream. This was important so that you can decipher and discern the dream. And you could ultimately interpret what God was saying in the dream. Remember we're hearing messages from God and we're unwrapping them through the power of the Holy spirit. Okay. Step number five is ask questions about the dream. Okay. Ask questions. So questions like, and not limited to what is the main focus of the dream? Um, and many of your dreams are going to be about you. So ask yourself, what is the focus and where are you in the dream? Were you an observer, a, observer in the dream? Many times this indicates a warning dream or a call to intercession. So if you're having a dream where you're observing it from a distance and you're not actually involved, have you guys had those? Oftentimes that dream indicates God's warning you about something, God's showing you something about someone or something, or God is calling you to intercede. Not every dream you have to tell people, okay? Not every dream you need to post on social media because if you go read the life of Joseph, he got in big trouble sharing his dreams with the wrong people. So be careful what you share because oftentimes God will call you to intercede. If you have a dream of somebody doing something bad or something bad happened to them, you know, or something horrific, 
don't always go directly to them and say, I had a dream that this happened to you. Sometimes the Holy Spirit will just want you to pray about it, okay? Other times you have a dream about somebody and it's God wanting you to warn them about something, okay? So if you're having dreams and you're seeing someone like get eaten by an alligator or a family member get bit by a snake, pray about it. Say, God, why is this happening? And then you can go into it and figure out why this is happening or why that is happening, okay? Who were the people in the dream? What do they represent? So think about the different people in the dream. What were the names of the people in the dreams? Did you know them in real life? Uh, where did the dream take place? You know, was I inside? Was I outside? What was the setting? What was the time period? You know, was this a, in the past? Was I dreaming about my childhood? Was this dream in the future? Is this a future pointing dream? Is this me 30 years from now? So these are all questions. I'm just giving you guys ideas that you need to ask so that you can start discerning and deciphering what the dream meant. And if you read Bible interpretation where they interpreted dreams in the Bible, all these details mean something, okay? These are not direct dreams. These are symbolic revelatory dreams that you have to unlock and unpackage by the power of the Holy Spirit. Were, the, were there key actions in the dreams? Okay. Were there colors and numbers that stood out? Were there symbols? Um, what was said in the dream? So what was the conversation about? And these are all things to write down. Okay. And that was number five. Number six is look for scriptural parallels. Write this down. Look for scriptural parallels or linkages. So for instance, if you're in a dream fighting a giant, Go to the Bible and look at all the places that they fought giants. If you're in a dream and you're going through the mountains, read the Bible. What does the mountains mean? If you're crossing a river in your dream, oftentimes that means you're going into a new season. You're going into new territory or a river also represents the supernatural. So crossing over the Jordan, you're going from the natural to the supernatural. You're going from the wilderness to the promise. So look to all these things to the Bible, guys. I'm telling you, let the Bible interpret your dreams. If you're getting biblical symbolism, remember, when Jesus taught, he taught in the language of the day. He taught with seeds and with farmers and with fishermen. Now you might say a fisherman's irrelevant, a farmer's irrelevant because you're living in 2021, but back then he spoke in the language of the day. So cell phones, God might show you a cell phone in a dream. Well, there's no cell phones in the Bible, but you can recognize that there is a power parallel there and you can recognize that there's something attached to scripture. Now, how would I do this? Very simple. This is how simple this is. Google, what does the Bible say about this? Okay, so if you're having a dream, you're in the river. What does the Bible say about rivers? You have a dream, you're fighting a giant. What does the Bible say about giants? And this is what's going to happen. Uh, the Bible program on your computer on Google is going to come up. Bible info. Usually, I think it's like Bibleinfo.com. The first thing that pops up, I use this all the time. It's going to give you every scripture that relates to that topic. Okay, I forgot the website, but you'll find it when you Google it. So Google this to find similar verses, parallel verses to help you decipher and discern the dream. Okay, that was number six. Number seven, and then we're gonna go into numbers and colors and we're gonna be done, is to ask somebody else to help interpret your dream. If you're at the end of these six steps and you still can't uh, decipher or interpret the dream, done everything, you prayed, you believed, but you know it was from God. Now don't go to people with demonic dreams or soul dreams and be like, oh, will you help me discern this? Because it, it, only go to people with God dreams, okay? Well, it's not even, don't waste your time trying to decipher, you know, dreams the devil's giving you or attacking you at night. But if you feel that you have a dream that's powerful from God, you've done the test, you go, I know this from God, I could feel it. Look to someone that you might know that can help you interpret it because sometimes getting somebody else's perspective on the dream can go a very, very, very long way, okay? So you might just need to go ahead and get somebody else's pers perspective. Now, don't be going up to someone that's all religious and lukewarm 
and going to tell you that, oh, you shouldn't be trying to interpret dreams and having dreams. Go to somebody that's on fire. Go to somebody that you know. Go to somebody that's trustworthy, okay? Don't let dead, dry, religious believers try to talk you out of what God is speaking to you in dreams because that's oftentimes because the church is not interested in going deep into the spiritual things that the Bible discusses, we write them off and we don't talk about them. So a lot of the stuff you're not going to hear in the average church, the average believer. So you have to be intentional and going deep with God and learning about these things. I don't want to be 70 years old live my entire life and miss all the dreams that God's given me. One third of your life, you're sleeping, okay? Everyone dreams. One third of your life, you're sleeping. I want to make sure that that one third of my life, I'm actually hearing from God. I'm seeking God. And so we need to make sure that we take these steps to be able to interpret dreams. I want to go over common colors and biblical significance, okay? This is a, and this is very important. I need you guys to stay with me and hear everything I'm about to say right now. This is a roadmap and a guide, not an absolute, okay? So this could vary from dream to dream. These are general biblical meanings of colors. These are Bible meanings of colors. These also, some of these are different people that interpret dreams and have done dreams for years, have collaborated to put some of these together. So just know that this is not absolute. So don't say if the color black shows up, it means this. If gold, these are just helping us guide us. Like I teach on deliverance, okay? You might do something on deliverance and it might just be something um, that I tell you to do, but it doesn't work in that deliverance. And so it's all subject to the Holy Spirit and the power of God. Some things you're just going to have to go with. Some things you could say, okay, that's what this means because the Bible shows me this color. So I'm going to go through biblical verses and colors and generalize things so that you can know. Okay. There's no number eight for the dreams. There's only seven. The last one was ask for someone's help to interpret. And I'm going to put them in the description after the video. So here's some colors. Amber. Okay. The color Amber represents the glory and don't start saying, well, that's not what it means. I'm giving you Bible verses. So like I said, there's other interpretations. I'm going to give you a generalized for the general, what the Bible says about colors. Okay. Amber is the glory and the presence of God. That's the meaning. Amber is like a fire color, but it's actually brighter than gold and it represents God's glory. Ezekiel 1, 4 talks about Amber being in the midst of the cloud and the whirl and the whirlwind, the cloud representing God's glory and presence in the Old Testament. And so Amber is a representation of the glory and the presence of God. Okay. The color black, you don't have to write all this down. If you don't want, you can go back, watch it later. The color black represents sin death or famine. Okay. In revelation six, five through six, it says when he broke the third seal, I heard the living creature saying, come, I looked and behold a black horse. And he who sat on it had a pair of scales in his hand. And I heard something like a voice in the center of the four creatures saying a quart of wheat for denarius and three quarts of barley for denarius and do not damage the oil and the wine. The black horse was representing death, famine, and sin, okay? So black oftentimes in the Bible, Revelation 6, 5, and you're gonna see colors in the Bible and representations in the Bible represent death, represents famine, represents sin. So you're seeing a lot of dark stuff. That's what it represents. It represents uncleanliness and darkness, okay? Blue oftentimes represents Holy Spirit or heaven. Many people that encounter the Holy Spirit in their dreams say he was blue, okay? Many people that encounter the Holy Spirit, I've heard this over and over, there was a blue flame, a blue flame, a blue flame. A blue flame, if you don't know, is hotter than a red flame. It's the hottest color flame. And so blue represents heaven or the Holy Spirit. Numbers 15, 38 says, speak to the sons of Israel and tell tell them they should make themselves tassels on the corners of their garments throughout their generations and they shall put tassels on each corner, a cord of blue. So again, 
we're going to see a cord of blue there. It's going to represent the Holy Spirit, and it's also going to represent heaven. So blue also could be interpreted as the promises of God or prophetic activity of the Holy Spirit. So if you're seeing a lot of blue, that could mean the activity or the movement or prophetic of the Holy Spirit, okay? Crimson or scarlet represents the blood or the atonement or sacrifice, okay? Come now, the Bible says in Isaiah 118, come now and let us reason together, says the Lord. Through your, though your sins are as scarlet, they will be as white as snow. Though they are red like crimson, they will be like wool. So crimson and scarlet speaks of atonement. It speaks of sacrifice. Purple, okay, the color purple speaks of kingship or royalty. If you're seeing a lot of purple, and this is something even the world knows, a lot of times purple is represented as royalty, as kingship. John 19, two says, and the soldiers twisted together a crown of thorns and they put it on his head and they put a purple robe on him. Remember, they were mocking him being a king. They didn't realize he was a king and they were mocking and putting a crown on and a robe on representing royalty. So purple, kingship and royalty. I hope I'm helping some of y'all. Type one of this helping you. Red, oftentimes represents bloodshed or war. Revelation 6, 4 says in another, a red horse went out and to him who sat on it, it was granted to take peace from the earth and that men would slay one another and a great sword was given to him. So here's the rider of the red horse, the red horse going out and making war. There's incredible bloodshed. And this is all stuff we'll go into in another teaching, bloodshed and warfare. White oftentimes represents purity, light and righteousness, okay? The Bible says in Revelation 6, 2, I looked and behold a white horse and he who sat on it had a bow and a crown was given to him and he went out conquering and to conquering and to conquer. So white represents purity, light, righteousness, okay? These are all things that white could represent. Um, holiness, cleanliness, white is purity. Green represents life. It could represent the Levites. It could represent intercession. Jeremiah 17, 7 says, Blessed is the man who trusts in the Lord and whose trust is in the Lord, for he will be like a tree planted by the water. His roots will extend by the stream and he will not fear when the heat comes. But its leaves will be green, okay? This is speaking of life. A tree is bringing life. And it will not be anxious in a year of drought nor cease to yield fruit. So here we have a green leaves, a tree with green leaves that's going to bring forth um, prosperity even in the times of famine, even the times where everything's shut down, the leaf, the green is going to represent life flowing in the midst of famine, okay? So remember, these, all these colors I just gave you are the common colors. These are biblical parallels. Some colors can mean different things. Now, if you're in a dream and you get a purple or a blue or a red or a black or a white, and God says, this is what it means, you don't have to say, well, Isaiah said blue means the Holy Spirit activity. Go by what the Holy Spirit is telling you. I'm just giving you a rule of thumb of what the colors mean for some of you that keep seeing reoccurring colors in your dreams. Now, let's talk about here before we go into prayer, interpreting numbers. I know this is what you guys want to hear about. There's a lot to say about numbers, but before we go over each number according to scripture, let's talk about some things to think about, okay? We're going to cover the numbers 1 through 13. We're not going to cover up to 90 or 100 because... The numbers one through 13 are ones that have biblical spiritual significance, okay? So, and then I want to say this about numbers. If you see a number doubling, if you see a number tripling, if you see a number reoccurring over and over, someone said 444, then know that that reoccurring usually means emphasis or it's intensified, okay? So you see the number two, and you know the number two means biblically, but you see two, 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 two. Each time you see another number that's signifying intensity or emphasis, 
the Bible would speak over and over, truly, truly, or verily, verily, I say unto you. That means I'm emphasizing the statement that's about to come. So numbers represent, when they reoccur, emphasis, okay? Also, what I like to do, I'm giving you just some notes here before I get into all the numbers. What I like to do is I like to also look up the numbers in scripture and go every Bible verse that has 23, every Bible verse that has 19. You know, and I like to also look through that and see if the Lord would speak to me through that. But just know that numbers reoccurring often mean emphasis. If you see two numbers, they can mean a certain thing. If you see a 25, it could also mean a two plus a five. So you have to also pray about these, but let me give you a bunch of biblical places. We're going to see numbers. The number one, one represents God, the beginning or the source of something. So if you look at Genesis one, one in the beginning, God, okay. And who is one God created the heavens and the earth. So in the beginning, God God by himself, he was God. Before the time began, God was there, okay? No one created God. God is uncreated. He was there in Genesis 1.1. 1, 1. Um, Bible says in Matthew 6.33, but seek first or seek number one, number one priority, the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things will be added unto you. So God, number one, is usually gonna represent God, the beginning, the source, the priority. God has to be our number one. God has to be our priority. God has to be our source of everything. Every good thing comes from the father above. And so num number one often represents God, okay? Number two, I'm giving you biblical numbers here, okay? I'm not giving you what I think is biblical. And then, like I said, this could vary from dream to dream, person to person. But this is a good place to start. Number two is witness or testimony. Okay, the Bible says, on the evidence of two witnesses or three witnesses, he who is to die shall be put to death. He shall not be put to death on the evidence of one witness. Deuteronomy 17, 6. John 8, 17 says, even in your law, it has been written that the testimony of two men is true. So when you see two, you're going to see witness and testimony. Remember when Jesus sent them out to witness and to testify, he sent them out two by twos. So again, we're going to see two represents witness or testimony. Number three, represents the Godhead, the Trinity, or divine completeness. So three is a number of com divine completeness. Um, the Bible says, go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. That's the three in one, the Trinity, teaching them to observe all that I've commanded you, and lo, I'm with you always, even to the end of the age. That's Matthew 28, 19. So we're gonna see three is the Godhead, the Trinity, or divine completeness, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, okay? Number four, is the earth creation winds or seasons okay first corinthians 15 39 says all flesh is not the same flesh but there is one flesh of men and another flesh of beasts and another flesh of birds and another flesh another of fish so we see there's four kinds of flesh in creation there's the flesh of birds the flesh of fish the flesh of beast and the flesh of men. Those are the four characteristics of creation according to 1 Corinthians 15, 39. Four, again, represents creation, wind, seasons, and the earth. Ezekiel 37, 9 says, Then he said unto me, Prophesy to the breath, prophesy, son of man, and say to the breath, Thus say the Lord of God, Come from the four winds, O breath, and breathe on these slain that they may come to life. So four again, we're going to see is creation, winds, seasons, or earth. Now we know there's four seasons. So you can also look at as if you see four in your dream a lot, four, 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 or four, then four, another four, and you're seeing fours everywhere. That could also mean something like I'm going into a new season or God is representing there's a, a new season coming or I'm coming out of a season. So four oftentimes represents seasons and represents creation, represents earth. Okay. Number five, we're going to 13 here represents the cross grace or the atonement. Okay. 
And it says, um, and this includes like fivefold ministry gifts. The Bible says he gave some as apostles, some as prophets, some as evangelists, some as pastors, some as teachers for the equipping of the saints for the work of service to the building up of the body of Christ until all have attained the unity of the faith and to the knowledge of the son of God, to a mature man, to the measure of stature, which belongs to the fullness of Christ. So five is going to represent grace atonement cross and the fivefold ministry you're gonna see five 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 representing the fivefold ministry um six represents humanity the beast or satan okay we know this revelation 13 18 the number of the beast in revelation is six 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 being the number of man beast or satan um genesis 1 26 says humanity was created on the sixth day okay so we know on the sixth day was man the number of man is number six remember i'm giving you according to scripture here and according to bible threading i'm not going to give you every scripture that represents man or six or five or four i'm just giving you one or two so that you're able to look at these and say okay i get what this number could mean or could be and remember other numbers can mean other things and you can turn this around and you can realize that you know sometimes in this stream it might not mean that okay all right let's go another one here um seven is perfection or completeness according to scripture genesis 2 1 2 god completed his creative work on the seventh day and rested okay in the sixth chapter of joshua the israelites marched around jericho once a day for six days and on the seventh day seven times when their march was complete they blew the trumpets and the walls came down seven representing perfection or completeness okay Number eight represents in scripture, new beginnings. The Bible says in Genesis 17, 10, and this was a sign of God's covenant with Israel. Every male was to be circumcised when he was eight days old. This was a new beginning. Um, when the Lord sent a great flood on the earth, he saved eight people, Noah and his family, in an ark to make a new beginning. And you can look in Peter, First uh, Peter 3, 28, that talks about that. But just know that eight represents new beginnings. Nine represents finality or fullness. Galatians 5.22 lists the nine fruits of the Holy Spirit. You know, the fruit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Against such things, there's no laws. 1 Corinthians 12.8 lists the nine gifts of the Spirit, the word of wisdom, the word of knowledge, the word of faith, um, or the gift of faith, healing, miracles, prophecy, discerning of spirits, tongues, and interpretation of tongues. So nine is the fullness of God, okay? Ten represents law or government. Now, the most obvious of this is the Ten Commandments in the 20th chapter of Exodus. So, 10 law represents the law of the Ten Commandments. So, you're going to see number 10, 10, 10. Oftentimes, biblically represents law or government. 11 represents disorganization, lawlessness, or the Antichrist. As for the 10 horns, out of his kingdom, 10 kings will arise, and another, which is 11, will arise after. So, that's 11 kingdoms now. And he will be different from the previous kingdoms and will subdue three kings. He will speak out against the Most High God and wear down the same of the highest one and he will intend to make alterations in times and in law and it will be given into his hand for a time times and half a time but the court will sit for judgment and his dominion will be taken away annihilated and destroyed forever that's daniel 7 24 11 representing the beast the antichrist the lawlessness and the disorganization because remember there's 10 and then there's plus one so 11 kingdoms total 12 represents divine government or apostolic fullness okay um there's 12 tribes in israel you can see exodus 28 21 for that i'm giving you guys a lot of bible tonight and then you can see in matthew 10 2 that jesus chose the 12 disciples this was divine apostolic government this is apostolic fullness and authority and we'll go into that in another day okay last number we're going to go over is uh, 13. this is the number of rebellion backsliding or apostasy the bible says 12 years they had served 
um, Cheddar, I don't even say name, Cheddar Lamore, but the 13th year they rebelled. That's Genesis 14.4, and I butchered the name. It's okay. Go read it. Genesis 14.4. Uh, the 13th year they rebelled. Now, this is the first appearance in scripture of the number 13, which sets standard for its interpretation. So you need to know about numbers and colors is the principle of first mention. According to systematic theology, okay, I did go to Bible college, so I'm a bit of a nerd here. When you see something in first in scripture, it holds precedence throughout scripture. So 13 being rebellion, backsliding, and apostasy, and the 13th year they rebelled. Okay, now let me give you this last warning, last thing about dreams and visions, and then I'm going to pray for you for an activation, for breakthrough, and that God would release dreams over us and visions over us, okay? Let's give you one warning here before we end. Deuteronomy 13.1. If a prophet, this is word for word your Bible, if a prophet or a dreamer of dreams arises among you and gives you a sign or a wonder, and the sign or the wonder comes true concerning which he spoke, saying, let us go after other gods who we do not know, and let us now go serve them, you shall not listen to the words of that prophet or that dreamer of dreams. For the Lord your God is testing you to find out if you love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul. You shall follow the Lord your God only and fear him and keep his commandments. Listen to his voice, serve him, and cling to him. So let's break down what this says. If a prophet or a dreamer of dreams, so there's actually a title in the Bible in Deuteronomy 13.1 called a dreamer of dreams. If they come to you saying, I had this dream or I have this sign and wonder, let's go follow other gods. The Bible says God's testing you, letting them come to you. Do not follow that dream, okay? I don't care if they do a sign and wonder and the Bible says and it comes to pass or the dream comes true. Now, if somebody gives a dream that is anti-God or anti-Christ and they say, okay, on December 13th, there's going to be this happen in the world. And if it comes true, God is saying to go do this and it to go away from God and it's to lead you astray and December 13th comes and that dream takes place and that happens in the whole Christian world because we're so naive and crazy right now and we all say oh man this guy prophesied on December 13th this was going to happen he was right so let's do what he says God says I let him do that to test you to make sure where your loyalty lies so that you would not follow after deceiving spirits, but the Lord your God only. So it doesn't matter if someone has a dream and gives it to you and it comes to pass. If it's not godly and it's not following God or exalting Jesus, it's not, do not follow it, okay? So this is a strong warning, and I want you to read this later in Deuteronomy 13.1 to those giving dreams and those receiving dreams. Dreams are great, but our life needs to revolve around Christ and not receiving dreams and visions. Let me say that again. You're like, what? You just taught an hour and 30 minutes on this. Now you're going to tell me this. Dreams are great, but our life needs to revolve around Christ, not receiving dreams and visions. If we talk more about dreams and visions than we do about Christ, we are in danger. Okay. We see this dream come true, but it's deceiving people. So don't talk more about dreams. If somebody is posting a dream or telling you this one, do not receive it before you first look at the message of the dream examine the person's lifestyle, and then look at what the dream is telling people to do. If the dream they're giving is telling people to do something that violates scripture, they are deceived, okay? And the way you stay away from being deceived by dreams is not following dreams, but following Jesus. Every dream and vision must direct us back to Jesus. So we are not here following dreams. We're not here obsessed with dreams and visions. This is a hunger we have to hear from God, but ultimately we're following Jesus and following the presence of God, not following dreams okay we're not dream chasers 
We're God chasers. Somebody go ahead and tweet that. We're not dream followers. We're Jesus followers. We're not dream obsessed. We're God obsessed. The only reason we're spending hours talking about dreams and interpreting, and I'm learning a lot as I teach you guys, is so that we can get closer to Jesus because at the end of the day, our goal is to know God, to make him famous, and to spread his gospel. So that is our goal. We have to be God chasers, not dream chasers. Don't live your life only, I had this dream, I had that dream. Listen, if you're hearing more from God in dreams than you are in his word, there's a problem. Make sure that you're hearing from God in his word more than you're hearing from God in dreams and visions because that's gonna open up your eyes and ears to be able to experience God in dreams and visions. But if we get off the gospel, if we get off his word, if we get away from preaching the gospel in his word, then God will stop speaking to us through dreams and visions because they've now become a crutch. If we start getting obsessed, God will draw back, okay? So we don't wanna be obsessed with demons, we wanna be obsessed with the spirit of God, obsessed with the presence of God. Casting out demons is a result of following Jesus and doing what Jesus did. Having dreams is a result of knowing Jesus and knowing how he speaks. Having visions is a result of being open to what the Spirit is doing. But remember, we must be connected to the presence and to the power and the anointing of Almighty God. This is the end goal. There's many other colors, many other numbers. I was just giving you some common general ones for the sake of time. Don't leave because now I want to pray over you guys. I want to break anxiety. I want to break fear. I want to break depression. I want to break all these things because I believe that this is the time for the body of Christ to go into a next level relationship with God, to have a new passion, a new fire, a new praise, a new shout. And I believe God is going to begin to speak to us through dreams and visions so that we can go into 2021 properly hearing from God. It's very important we did this at the beginning of the year because I believe this will be a year where you're going to dream, where you're going to experience God. And I want to start it by speaking over you in Jesus' name that those that have never Ever dreamed will dream in the name of Jesus. Father, we ask for divine dreams in Jesus' name. Father, we ask you would open up our ears, you would open up our eyes. I pray any dream blockages would be broken in Jesus' name. I pray that any demonic spirits that are stopping us from dreaming would be broken in Jesus' name. Father, I speak over your people that anger, that addiction, that irritation, that bitterness, that resentment would be broken now in Jesus' name. We say fear come off of you. We say worry come off of you. We say stress come off of you. We say Say bitterness come off of you in Jesus' name. And Father, we pray that your dream language would be released. Father, we pray that your Holy Spirit that searches out the mind of God and the deep things of God would be released over your people now so that we could dream dreams. Your word says that in those days that your old men will dream dreams. And Father, we pray for dreams right now in the name of Jesus, God. This is biblical to receive dreams from you. Lord, we know that in scripture you spoke in dreams. So Father, we are asking and we receive that you would speak to your people through dreams and visions. God, we don't want to be led by another spirit. We want to be led by the Holy Spirit. So we pray, Father, and power over your people in Jesus name father I pray right now come on just ask the Lord if there's any blockages in your mind if there's any blockages in your spirit if there's any blockages in your soul if there's any blockages in your life Lord remove the blockages if there's occult things in our house let us get them out in Jesus' name, Father. Break these occult-like things so that we could walk in the fullness that all you have for us, the fullness of the power of God, and we can go into the deep things of God. Father, we pray breakthrough over your people. We pray tonight deliverance over your people. We pray your fire over your people in Jesus' name. Lord, touch them right now by your Holy Spirit and by your power. Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode of the Revival Lifestyle Podcast. If you like what you heard, go to www.isaiahsaldivar.com for more content and please follow me on Facebook, YouTube, and Instagram at Isaiah Saldivar. See you next week.